Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is Julio Silguero and I am going to review The Book Thief, a book written by Marcus Zusak. This book is about a girl named Liesel who discovers her love for books and shows us her love and everything she does to get books and fulfill her love and her dreams. If you read this book before, you might have noticed that there are a lot of feelings expressed in the book. Not only in the way that the narrator speaks or the feelings between the characters overall, but also feelings that stay with you that are shown in the story. You start to notice love, sadness, and most importantly, hope, which is something that the book really really gives you in all the ups and downs of the characters in all the phrases that the narrator says because they're they're very interesting and they start to make you think oh my gosh what will happen next so you do get very very excited of what will happen next and you start thinking to yourself and that's what make this makes this book special and that's what makes the book that's what tells you and makes you want to keep reading it because the narrator just does a perfect, perfect job by the way that he tells the story. So in this review, I am really going to talk about the way that the narrator really intrigues you to read the book a lot more. Also, the narrator gives you a a first look of what will happen in the coming pages of a book but you just don't know that so you read something like um like this person is gonna die after something wonderful happened so that's one of the times and like one of the things that gives you hope And you read that and you're like, wait, what? Like, this just happened. So that that's what makes you keep reading it to see what's going to happen. And you find out what the narrator meant all the way at of the end of the book. So that's what makes this, this book really, 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 really nice. First, I'm going to talk about the characters. And to start off, I'm going to start with the protagonist, Liesel Memminger. She is a girl from Nazi Germany who fights to make things right for her and to discover what her true love is, which is for books. And throughout the story, she does many things to achieve her goal of getting books, but not only books. Other things that you will read in the book if you haven't, and some that I will explain in the next part of this podcast. Rudy is another character, Rudy Steiner. He is Liesel's best friend. He becomes her best friend because he does so many things for Liesel. And Rudy tries several times to get Liesel to kiss him, although she doesn't want to. But He is a very important character. He is one of the main characters because he's always there for, for Liesel. 
and gives her advice of certain things. Other important characters are Max Vandenberg. He is a Jew who all of a sudden appears in Liesel's doorstep. He needs to be rescued from Germany because, well, he is a Jew and in that time they were really, really mean with them. So he goes with them to find a different life and to survive as much as he can. And Liesel and Max make a really strong connection because they become best friends and they spend a lot of time with each other. Another character would be Hans Hubermann, who is Liesel's stepfather. He is Liesel's adoptive father. He receives Liesel and gives her so much love like if he was her real father. So Hans plays a really important role because is one of the first people, first person, that actually cares about Liesel. So he does make a big impact in Liesel's life. He He teaches her how to read. He makes a dictionary for her and just spends time with her. And it's really, really nice with her. Rosa Hoverman. She is Hans Hoverman's wife, Liesel's adoptive mother. She also loves Liesel a lot, but she does not express it as much as Hans. She calls Liesel very, uh, you could say very mean names, or with a very bad expression that Liesel does not, does not really like, although she doesn't care. But at the end of the book, she shows a huge love that she has for Liesel, even though in the beginning it looked like she didn't. Another character would be Ilsa Herman. She is the mayor's wife, the the wife of Heinz Herman. Ilsa starts letting Liesel go to her library because Liesel, well, she really, really liked books. So Ilsa started letting her go to her library and they started spending time with them and just they became really, really good friends until Ilsa fired Liesel's uh, mother, Hans Hoverman. From there, they their friendship sort of falls apart, but then they recover it at the, uh, after some time in the book. Another important character, which would be maybe not the most important character, but a really, really important character is Death. Death is the narrator of the book. He tells the story in a very, very strange, you could say in a very strange tone, because he tells the story in his point of view. So you might find passages and sentences that might not make sense at first. Like in the beginning of the book, he was very, very mysterious. First by saying 
here's one sm small fact, you're going to die. When you hear that, you, you feel like, what is going on? Like, what is going on with this character, with this narrator? So, at the beginning, I, I for, at first I didn't know who the narrator was. Because the narrator was talking in first person. But, but like I thought to myself, also third person. So I started thinking that it might be Liesl telling a story or something. But then I found out that it was death. So he is very mysterious and shows some feelings that you might think death shouldn't feel. But he does feel sadness for a lot of people. And especially during the times of Nazi Germany, during the Holocaust and World War II and all these horrible things that were happening in the world. Alright, now let's go with the plot. Um, first of all, well, I already mentioned the narrator is Death, a very, very important character who expresses a lot of feelings that you might not think that he would express. But he also talks about the book and about Liesel and all of her story. He also talks about her in a very sad but also normal tone like when you were talking normally to a person the setting um is quite interesting well it's in nazi germany but the story itself takes place in very close places and uh around the same in the same neighborhood you could say so Liesel lived in Himmel Street number 33. Himmel is the name of the street, which means heaven. So she does, uh, well, the story does take place um, a lot in that particular place. Another place would be the mayor's house where Liesel would do the laundry services to Rose, I mean, to Ilsa Herman. And that's where she and Liesel become best friends. The play, I mean, the time where when this takes place, it was in World War II, you could say, um, in the 1940s, because the book does happen throughout many years, and especially at the end of the book, it jumps a lot of years that you will, you will read later on. If you haven't read the book. Um, the antagonist you could say. It's the country. Also the people. And especially. Uh, Adolf Hitler. Who is the person who. Liesel found, finds out that she has a very strong hate towards. She and. Um. Of course, uh, Max, who is a Jew, and also Rudy Steiner. So, yeah, those are the antagonists. Now, let's talk about the tone, because the tone is something that changes the way that the story is told. Maybe without this tone, the story would not be as interesting. Maybe the same facts would be told, but not in the same way that makes you want to read them more. So the author, who is Death, tells the story in a way that makes you feel despair, 
and mystery. I say mystery because you you don't know what's going to happen next. Death tells you one thing that will happen, but then many things happen before that. So it does, and that's one of the things that he tells you something and then says a lot of different things and then finishes the other thing, if you know what I'm saying. So that's what makes you want to read more of the book and want to know what's going to happen to that character, right? So that's why I I think that the tone would really, really be mystery. The mood. Um, when I read it, when I read the book, I feel despair. And the book also intrigues me to keep reading. Because, well, how I mentioned before, because it is very, very mysterious and it's very, how could you say this? Not not scary, not scary, not at all, but yes, yes, um, let me think, let me find a word for that. Yeah, I mean, mysterious, that's, I mean, that's the word, because you do feel that something's going on, but you just don't know what it is. Like, a part of the book where Death says that Rudy dies, and he says it, he explains, he sort of describes it as a death that he might not have wanted to have. Or that, that he didn't deserve. So you read that almost half the half of the book or maybe even before. You read that and you're like, what? So at the end of the book, you find out what finally happened. But you, for a moment, you stop thinking that the narrator's death. And he just says, Rudy's going to die. And well, I mean... It makes sense, right? Because everyone's going to die. But in a book, you don't really find that. And that's what most... What's that? This is the interesting thing about the book. That is, it is very different than many, many other books. Since the book is told in a different person's perspective, which would be Death, who you could consider an omnipresent narrator... He tells many passages that are very mysterious, how I mentioned earlier, which is my overall thought of the book. Very mysterious, even though this is not a mystery book, but that's just how I found, find it. So one of the passages that if you have the book with you or if you have read the book or are reading it is from page 138. You can look for it. And there is this passage, a guided tour of suffering, to your left, perhaps your right, perhaps straight ahead, you find a small black room, in it sits a Jew, he is scum, he is starving, he is afraid, please try not to look away. This passage, you read it and you stop reading for a moment and start think about what is this passage about, what does death refer when he says this. So... I find it very, very mysterious, and it makes me read it more to understand the true meaning. 
The passage is sad, even though the narrator does not say it in a sad tone. He says it as a normal tone, like he would talk with any person. It is describing a man, a Jew in specific, and it is saying that he looks afraid, starving, and that he looks like scum. Death describes the man and also describes the place as a secret storage room and also as suffering, like a place where you would suffer for any reason. He describes it with the word, with the directions of where you could find the suffering. So all around the room is suffering, left, right, and straight ahead. So that is one of the things that makes this passage really, really unique and that, well, I mean, all of the passages that you find in this book are unique. They all are similar because of the way that they're told, but they are all unique and they're all different than other passages that you would find in any other, other book. Maybe they might be similar to other books by Marcus Zusak, which... I have not read. I have not read any other books from Marcus Zusak. This is the first one. I actually didn't know about this book, but it is very, very interesting. Uh, let me tell you uh, a summary, a uh, sort of long summary of how the book happens and how the characters develop and the story changes. So first, Liesel arrives with the Hubbermans and she starts wanting to read. So she asks Hans Huberman if he could teach her how to read and he accepts it, right? So they start learning and one day on Hitler's birthday, there was a book burning. So Liesel stole a book. From the, from the pile of books that they were going to burn. Or that they had burned already, but it was a leftover. So she goes to that. She goes there and grabs a book. So then she, she her, her father, or stepfather, Hans Huberman, sees her and she is, you could say that she is sad because they're burning books and she wanted to learn how to read. So she is, she does get sad about it. And well, many things happen when they're, they're just chatting and talking that you can read about in the book. It, that part is very interesting. So then the story continues, right? And then, well, Liesel finds, uh, well, no, she starts helping Rosa Hoverman with her laundry services by taking the, the laundry to the mayor's house. That's where she meets Ilsa Herman, who becomes her best friend. And Ilsa shows her her library, which is full of books. And Liesel discovers that all of those books belong to Ilsa's son, who had died. So the story continues. Max... Uh, who is the Jew who showed up at Liesel's house. He arrives to her house and they become best friends. He even writes a book to Liesel. 
after he had to leave because of something that had happened, which you can read. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. I'm just going to tell you some small facts about it. And so he shows up and they become best friends. And then one time, Ilsa fires Liesel's mom because they, Heinz Hermann, who is the mayor, uh, Ilsa's husband, he, he tells Liesel and um, Hans Hubermann that they have to start doing things by themselves. It was sort of like, not a motto, but uh, an idea that started being develop and spread across um, Germany to start doing things by yourself and not depending on others. So they had to fire her and Liesel gets mad at Ilsa and that's why they they stop being best friends or not maybe not best friends but they stop being friends. So the story continues right and then Liesel what she starts doing is that she starts stealing from Ilsa's library. She goes with uh, Rudy, and they were like, let's steal something, because they thought it was fun, right? I mean, they're kids, so they do, and Liesel goes in, and then when she comes out, she shows Rudy that she only had a book, so Rudy kind of gets mad. And many things happen. She goes back. And then one time she finds a note from Ilsa saying that she found out that uh, Liesel is stealing books from her. And that she was totally fine with it. But that it was okay if she would ask um, Ilsa. So many things happen throughout the book, throughout the story. And then Ilsa gives Liesel a book with empty pages so she can start reading. Uh, I mean, not reading, so she can start writing books of her own because uh, Ilsa notices that Liesel really, really, really loves reading. So maybe she should start writing for others to read. So yeah, Liesel starts doing that. And then at the end of the story, um, well, throughout the story, or maybe sort of, the middle throughout the story you could say um there are bombings bombings in the in the in himmel street and so they so liesel starts reading to the pip to the people in the shelters that she's with and they even hire her to start reading to someone because they just really like the way that liesel uh told stories and started reading to them so she does. All of a sudden, Hans uh, Hoverman uh, has to go to war because of something he had done. And also because he wanted to apply for the Nazi party. So yeah, that happens. He comes back. And then at the end of the story is when many qualms get get uh, result. And many of the things that you had read before... Um, that were that were not complete. They're completed at the end of the story, and that's where you find out what had happened. So that is one of the things that makes the book really different and really, really special.
Now my friend Ana Sofia Guerra will her experience with the book. She also read the book and let's hear about her. I think what's really interesting about this book is that it's such a complex read in the way that it was formatted. I think it gives the book more dimension um, because of such a serious subject that it's talking about. You know, it's talking about the Holocaust and the Nazis and the way that death is the narrator, I think really puts things into perspective and it just creates multiple dimensions and multiple, you know, ways to look at this one book. I think it was a very interesting read. Um, I definitely look forward to reading more books like this one. Um, you know, I really think it just re represents the humanity in all of us. I think more than just like a Holocaust story, it really just it talks about real human life and, you know, how humans are willing to help each other no matter the prejudice or discrimination that they have been taught, really. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for your feedback. And I look forward also to reading more books like these. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. My overall thoughts about this book are that this book is amazing. It's nothing compared to what I've read before because like I have read books about um, Nazis and during the World, World War II. I've also read fiction and but this book is very different from uh, books that I've read uh, that have there that are about the same topic. This book is very different than, for example, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, who, which is similar and has the same concept. But this book is different. You sort of forget, you, you do forget that the book takes place in Nazi Germany during the Holocaust and all those horrible things that were happening. You do completely forget that because this book focuses on other things and... Yeah, and it sounds just like a normal thing. So yeah, so that's the thing that makes the books the book different. I am really hoping to read more books like these. And I just want to keep reading books like this because they do teach you many things that you might not think that it does because, I mean, you find mystery and a lot of things about the book that are just like, Wow. And then at the end that you find out all of the things that it taught you, that it taught you to be like, for example, let me tell you in my case, it, it taught me to be more respectful. It taught me to be um, sort of to to think of others before I think of myself and like over like not be arrogant and just be a good person because we have one life and we can't waste it so that's something very important that the book taught me 
Um, some people uh, told me and, and like asked me, other people that read the book too, they asked me uh, like, do you think, um, do you think every day to yourself if you're going, um, what to do to go to heaven? Because uh, in my case, in my religion, in my beliefs, I do want to go to heaven. So, uh, and I tell them that, uh, no, I never think of, should I do this or this? Like, what's going to take me to heaven? Is it this or this? Right? I mean, should I eat bananas or apples? It's what's healthier and what's better for me. I never think of that. I just enjoy my life the way it is. And this book is, it it's sort of makes you think of, hmm, should I, should I, now it gives you another question that you should answer. Should I start thinking of that or not? And in my case, I think I am going to just do things right and do whatever I am meant to do and follow my path. And then who knows what will happen to me if I go to heaven or not. So that is my thought on that question that they have asked me. And yeah, I mean, those are some of the thoughts that I think about the book. Before I'm done with this podcast, I also want to talk about the movie. The Book Thief, that is based on the book. It is directed by Ryan Percival, written by Marcus Suzak, of course, and Michael Petroni. It's starred by Sophie Nellis, Jeffrey Rush, Emily Watson. And, well, this movie is amazing. It is really, uh, really good. It is similar to the book. It's not the same, of course. There are many things that changed. And it really sur- surprised me. Like um, Hans Huberman, I did not imagine him with that face. Uh, so it's something, yeah, that like, it's one of the small details that I noticed. Like, uh, that is not as important to the story itself. But like from the story, you do notice many things. Like when Hans Huberman um, gets uh, gets uh, mad at himself because of giving um, bread to one of the Jews from the Jew parade. In the movie, he does not do that. He helps someone that they started thinking that was a Jew. So that's how he got in trouble and he ended up going to war. So that's one of the things that happened in the movie and I find it really interesting. I just finished it today. And yeah, I do recommend you to watch the movie, but first read the book. That's something that is very important, and I do recommend you the the movie. This was my review on The Book Thief and my thoughts about it. Um, Thank you so much for listening, for listening to this podcast. I look forward, how I said recently, a lot of times, I look forward to read more books like these, and especially from Marcus Suzak, who is an amazing author that wrote this book and many others. I hope you like the podcast and, well, um, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.